You okay? Yeah, yeah. I just spilled my coffee all over the... Look, you want to, uh... No, no, no. No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> okay. You know, I'm just living up to the title of this damn show. Oh, for crying out. Well, this is Fuse Box, number 241. Herkel Durkle. And you should have stayed in bed this morning. Son of a... <laughs> yeah, you know, friends, sometimes, just sometimes, you get up and the early morning sun smiles at you, your dog or cat or Japanese pocket squirrels have your breakfast all made and waiting for you, fresh brewed coffee filling your nostrils with delightful... And then sometimes you wake up and your dog has chewed through the mattress... The cat left you a freshly decapitated rat head on your bed. You're out of coffee, and it's fucking snowing outside. Yes, and, and this is why the Scots have a term for wanting to stay in bed beyond the time you needed to get up. <laughs> Thus, the title of this show, friends, Herkel Durkle. And uh, indeed, uh, welcome in to this, the 241st edition of Fusebox, I am your seemingly in control, but really a vast network of tiny contained implosions. Host, Mark Rose, and over there, <laughs> suffering the slings and arrows of uh, outrageous amplitude, is the maestro of the meters, the Archbishop of the Bell Curve, Milt Keynes, everybody. Yeah. Well, thank you kindly. I- I'm sorry, man. It- it's just been... Seven of one of those days. <laughs> what? It's been a week of Mondays for you? Oh, bro. I've had a full plate of steaming horse shit. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I get up the other day, and I, I keep hearing this noise like a, a 58 Edsel trying to turn over. Come to find out that the furnace is out. Ugh, no, I've been there. Yeah, yeah. So so we had this, uh, you know, winter blizzard heading our way, right? Yeah. And, and it's supposed to get down into the teens or something? Well, yeah, and it did that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, just try to get someone to come out during this mess. It would have been easier to make the GOP start making sense. So did they manage to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They came out, they, and they re, they uh, replaced the gas regulator thing with a brand new one. Oh well, good. Which failed the next day. Oh what? What? Yeah. Started making this horrible grinding noise. I I thought the thing was gonna blow or something. I mean, it, it's it's fucking fifteen degrees out there on a Sunday. Well, I think that qualifies for emergency service, though, right? I mean, they can't just Tuesday earliest they could come out. Seems odd, since it was a a new part that they replaced, yeah? Well, come to find out, this particular company that um, makes this part... Yeah? Well, evidently, it's only made in some remote village in the mountains of Obscuristan, and they, the company, have a real sketchy reputation for building this part. Big failure rate and all that. But... 
They're the only ones that build this part for this particular furnace. So they had to what? Well, they outfitted us with a bunch of space heaters. And you know, I'm going to tell you what I should have done was build a goddamn bonfire out of all those space heaters. You know, th that might have kept it just shy of 39 degrees in there. Well, so, so did they fix the... Oh, yeah, yeah, they had another one. And, and it was working fine. Until the power went out. Yeah, yeah, that hit me too. Uh, only lasted a short time, though. Um, as it was <laughs> right about that time, I think it was like uh, one degree outside when you factor in the wind chill that day. Same. But then it happened four more times, and the last time it was for 15 hours. What? Yeah. Why the hell is it beyond the scope of humankind to keep the bloody power running? You know, I mean, with all this talk about how incredible the tech is these days, they can't quite figure out how to keep the lights burning. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. But uh, some of those issues, they come from like uh, downed lines and, uh, you know, the like. Yeah, which is another thing. <laughs> Why the hell aren't they putting the lines underground? They do that in a lot of places out west here. You know, so, so short of Godzilla coming through and trampling your power stations, it would seem to me to be a hell of a lot less likely to suffer outages. And you sure as hell wouldn't need to send crews out every 11 seconds to trim the trees to prevent them from, you know, tangling up in the lines. Well, I don't have an answer for your queries, Mr. Keynes, but uh, hopefully that's the uh, extent of the weather woes for a while. Well, from your lips to dog's ears, bro. Well, may it all be herkle-durkle for you from uh, here out. <laughs> A great term, by the way, that our colleague in audio crime, Jeff Pollard, found on the uh, interwebs out there. <laughs> He's probably searching for some exotic porn site. <laughs> <laughs> well, be that as it hasn't. When we return, we have a vast assortment of auditory embellishments to share, so uh, please, stick around. Or are we? I still don't understand what's going on. Just want to take a pause in the proceedings here to let you know about our friends at Grindhouse Resurrection Magazine, the premier source of all things uh, Grindhouse. In issue number two, one of my all-time favorite guilty pleasures, a film called Street Trash, directed by Jim Murrow, is featured in great detail by a guy who should know he was in it. Mike Lackey, who played Fred the Bum in this glorious melt movie from 1987. A mysterious beverage appears on Skid Row called Tenafly Viper, and when consumed has, uh, shall we say, a disastrous aftertaste. In glorious, oversaturated color. It's what makes Grindhouse Resurrection a valuable resource, friends. Articles written by the folks who were there, and like in Mike's case here, were a part of it. 96 pages of glossy goodness in each issue and not a speck of cereal. Check it out in the link in the show description. Grindhouse Resurrection Magazine. The show for everybody, but not everybody will like it. TheFuseBoxShow.com So friends, I just want to uh, give a, a shout out here 
to our colleague, Frank Edward Nora, who has been uh, doing this kind of podcasty thing for 20 years, it would seem. Well, you know what? Maybe even a wee longer. I think he started doing this kind of thing pre-RSS feeds, like uh, 2003 or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, so, so he, uh, he has a network of uh, like-minded... Bent. <laughs> yes, bent-minded folks who uh, all have shows on his platform called the Overnightscape Underground, which you can find at onsug.com for short, unsug. And um, you can find them there as well as uh, this show that you're listening to right now. We're also parked over there. And again, uh, for many of the hosts, it's been years and years of generating content. So uh, a couple of years back, uh, Frank decided to put out a directory of sort, this, this huge 600-page book that lists all the shows, all the creators of said shows, and even includes the cover art used for uh, many of them. Certainly ours are in there. Uh, he's done two of these uh, tomes so far and just released the third all-new, all-singing, and all-dancing edition of the Onsug Guide. Uh, everything you would ever want to know about the shows on his channel, the uh, hosts' bios, and all sorts of extra stuff in a nicely put-together volume. And, most importantly, friends, it's dirt cheap. Uh, Frank put it out to make sure folks have this reference for uh, future generations to find it, and uh, so, please, <laughs> find it. And you can find it in the uh, link that is uh, nicely... Uh, encapsulated in our show description. And, uh, you know, pick up a copy or nine of that uh, wondrous tome. And uh, thanks again to Frank for everything he does over there and uh, allowing this humble program uh, to be part of it as well. Uh, so, friends, it's a new year with uh, new prospects looming, the promise of uh, new possibilities and so forth and so on. And uh, we here at Fusebox have, uh, some would say reluctantly, uh, decided to once again undertake the challenge, those same folks might also say the impossible challenge, to yet again endeavor to find an intern for this fine program. Oy. Well, yes, we've had uh, much less than delightful experiences in the past trying to find this aforementioned individual for the show. Well, to drive that point home, or in this case, drive it while it's on fire and spraying gas all over hell right through your front window. <laughs> yes, in so many words, I guess. Yeah, well, here's a taste of what we've gone through so far in this dumpster fire of an idea. Roll it. Interesting. You know, I, I, I got to say, I've, I've never seen uh, a resume r written in uh, crayon before. My mom said you'd find it endearing. Your mom. Next. So tell me, Brody, why do you want to work for Fusebox? Because Taco Bell ain't iron. <laughs> Next. Great. So, uh, do you have any questions for us? Yes, I do. Is Fusebox a union shop? I mean, it is, right? Union? Union. Um, well... Because I won't work for you unless you're union. 
So Fuse Box better be made up of union people, united in union. Yeah, to- next. <laughs> so where do you see yourself in five years, Justin? Whoa, five years? Dude, that's like way out there. I mean, that's practically a lifetime, but uh, okay, yeah, five years. In five years, I want to be a level 13 zombie master in Zombie Dominion 3, dude. I'm total ZD3 hardcore, bro. It's insane. Totally killer stages that just rip, dude. ZD3 freaking rules, bro. (laughs) Are you guys gamers? You guys are gamers, right? Next! So, as you can plainly see, it's been quite the adventure, friends. But uh, we carry on. As uh, we're told, Rome was not built in a day. I think Altoona was, though. I have no documentation to support your claim, Mr. King. <laughs> <laughs> we, we shall keep you all posted on these developments as they occur. We know you're out there somewhere. We just have to... F- hold on. Ho- hold on. <laughs> There's a gentle tap-tap-tapping on my chamber door here. Hang on. Oh, hey, hi, Iko. What's, uh... I gotta read this? What? What have you got? What have you got? Breaking news. Breaking news, huh? Well, let's see. Uh, oh, oh, well, I see. Uh, uh, Mr. Keynes. Yo. Uh, I think you should roll the hot wire cue. Roger that. The hot wire of science. Well, according to the Miami Herald, an eight-eyed creature with a personality like Satan has been discovered in Ecuador. A what? <laughs> yep. Uh, Mr. Keynes, it is reported that uh, scientists have found a hairy animal with a, quote, bad temperament in the mountain forests of Ecuador and have uh, since determined it to be a new species. An eight-eyed Satan creature. What the flaming fuck? (laughs) You like that, Eco? (laughs) Flaming Satan. Yay! (laughs) Uh, Mr. Keynes, she saw what you did there. Duly noted. Yeah. Okay. Well, yes, evidently in the mountains of Ecuador uh, lurked this here uh, eight-eyed creature with what is described as a, quote, bad temperament. According to the uh, article, when scientists encountered this hairy animal, they discovered its bristly personality and a uh, new species at the same time. Researchers ventured uh, into the forests of central Ecuador in 2021 in search of tree-dwelling spiders. As you do. Well, as these cats do, evidently, they uh, found one hairy spider inside a bamboo fence. The spider tried to uh, defend itself, then attempted to flee, making, quote, quick, sporadic movements nearly too fast to see, (coughs) the study said. That apparently didn't dissuade the researchers. They captured the spider and took it to the research lab. And there they found three similar-looking spiders in archive collections. And, taking a closer look, realized they discovered a new species, Salmopius satanus. 
or the Satan tarantula. Okay, I'm out. No, 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 no worries, Mr. Keynes. Uh, to my knowledge, uh, Eco doesn't have one, right? Well, that's good. No, no, you wouldn't like one or seven. Hey, don't you guys go bringing exotic arachnids home, okay? That's just straight off the table, okay? No, we won't see. <laughs> so carrying on here, the uh, Satan tarantula can reach just under two inches in length. It has eight eyes, eight legs, covered in, quote, golden hair and, quote, long fringe on its face. That sounds like some of those Jan 6th rioters. <laughs> now, now, Mr. Gaines, this said nothing about these tarantulas wearing camouflage or carrying podiums. Just saying. The photos of the new species show that it has a dark brown body and almost looks like it's wearing fringed leg warmers. Oh, yeah, all the best-dressed Satan tarantulas are sporting them <laughs> these days, bro. Well, in the lab, researchers said they, quote, grew very fond of the tarantula, in spite of the individual's bad temperament and sporadic attacks, this personality uh, earned it the nickname Satanus, which is Spanish for Satan, and uh, the nickname just stuck and inspired the name of the new species, the study says. That, and that it was seen setting several of the researchers on fire. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> well... You may be somewhat relieved to know that uh, these Satan tarantulas live in forests of the Andes Mountains uh, between elevations of about 2,800 feet and 3,100 feet. And researchers suggested the new species might be critically endangered due to its limited habitat, deforestation, and the introduction of non-native species. Oh, sure. Make it our fault again. Uh, speaking of creepy, crawling things with eight eyes and a bad temperament, Governor Ron the Sandslug has endorsed another beyond stupid move. Let's hear all about it as we once again take a deep dive down there, in that area, down there, in that area. Yes, just when you thought it was safe to read the dictionary again... You can. You know, marching in perfect goose-stepping form with the ridiculous book-banning protocol set forth by our buddy Ron the Sandslug, a Florida school district has literally banned the dictionary. Banned the dictionary? The very one, Mr. Keynes. The Escambia County School District has reportedly removed over 2,800 books from library shelves as they undergo a review process that will determine if they are inappropriate for students, according to popular information. Among the books currently relegated to storage are the American Heritage Children's Dictionary, Webster's Dictionary for Students, and Merriam-Webster's Elementary Dictionary. Yeah. Lost all of their collective minds. It's no wonder teachers are exiting this place as fast as they can pack and roll. Well, Mr. Keynes, the district contends these texts could violate HB 1069, which DeSantis signed into law 
in May of 2023. The law in question is an expansion of the state's infamous don't say gay law. Um, in addition to expanding this anti-LGBTQ plus laws ban on discussion of uh, sexual orientation and gender identity, to all grade school levels, HB 1069 broadened school board oversight of library collections and empowered Florida parents to challenge any books in school libraries. It requires contested titles to be pulled from the shelves for review and specifies that content that, quote, depicts or describes sexual content can be challenged. You know, I'm thinking they've just got their brown-shirted armbands tied a little too tight and it's cutting off the circulation to their brains. Well, the reporting says that the dictionaries define words like sex that uh, describe sexual conduct, and the removal shows the danger of the law's broad language. You think? Of the 2,800 books that have been shelved in the district, only 67 have reportedly been completed in review. In the meantime, students do not have access to the thousands of titles still awaiting a decision. Books on the list include uh, LGBTQ plus titles like Being Jazz, My Life as a Transgender Teen by Jazz Jennings, Juliet Takes a Breath by Gabby Rivera, and uh, Leah on the Offbeat by Becky Albertalli. Well, a question to ask at this point. Uh, yes, Mr. Kane. Where's the blowback from this? Seems kind of quiet. Like if there is any, it, it's not getting the ink these idiots are. Oh, oh well, th there are, and I'll get to that in a moment. But first, more puritanical idiocracy. So this Escambia County has gotten uh, a rep for its hyper-strict response to uh, HB 1069, as well as for the pinwheel-eyed antics of a certain English teacher, Vicky Baggett. 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 And uh, Baggett has become notorious for her seemingly one-woman crusade to ban over 100 books from Escambia school libraries and submitted almost every single one of the 150 book challenges being reviewed by the district in 2023. Not surprisingly at all, many of the challenged books are by black authors or deal with LGBTQ plus topics. Nothing racist to be seen, folks. Just move along. Well, Baggett's actions have been uh, successful in banning many of the books she has challenged. And to uh, uh, answer your question, Mr. Keynes, uh -huh. have led to a federal lawsuit against Escambia County. Well, hallelujah. Not alone in that process either. In uh, May, a book publisher Penguin Random House sued accusing the district of violating the Constitution, the publisher sued alongside the uh, free speech organization PEN America, as well as authors and parents negatively affected uh, by the ban also jumped in there. Oh, we're going to need about 11 teen more of those lawsuits, though, bro. Well, she's on a mission for sure. I mean, Baggett also made headlines in November for using a student to help orchestrate a harebrained scheme to ban a book in another county. What? Seems that certain unethical moves like this are totally in line with the Cardinal Richelieu technique of rooting out, quote, evil. Baggett's list of complaints about the book she challenged took some language directly from Book Looks, a website that lists book content that the website's owner 
finds objectionable. Uh, by the way, Mr. Keynes, this website, Book Looks. Yeah? This website was founded by a member of the anti-LGBTQ plus hate group, Moms for Liberty. Oh, holy carp. This is the one with the uh, three-way loving mom, right? The same. Well, I guess she was just conducting research then in that situation. Kind of undercovers research, one might say. So the uh, Escambia County School District also advised the staff in charge of uh, reviewing library books to use book looks as a resource. Sure, because there were no real resources available that would back this horseshit agenda. The mind fully boggles in its own natural juices, friends. Not sure how much further down into the ridiculous this place can go before they just turn themselves fully inside out. Wait, aren't they? Well, it's just another question among the many, many puzzling inquiries that beg... What the fuck, Florida? (laughs) And with that, we'll call it a show, friends, but uh, not before thanking our contributors on this one. Jarrett Brown, Stuart Krug, Christina Norton, and Jeff Pollard. Thanks as well to the interdepartmental man of mystery, Milt Keynes, for technical assistance and so forth and so on and spilling coffee. <laughs> a pleasure as always. And you know, folks, you can do us a solid by uh, going over to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash the Fusebox Show, and become a supporting member. It really does help us out. Puts a spring in our step for sure, and you can join the expectant crowd growing now for less than one of those annoyingly overpriced coffee drinks per month. And we're way better for your health than all that artificial flavoring and shit. And you'll get free stuff, early access to shows and special content exclusively for our members. Patreon.com forward slash The Fusebox Show. Thanks as well to the great folks at Grindhouse Resurrection Magazine for their continued support. A new issue is forthcoming, friends. I've seen the cover. And, well, (laughs) you just gotta see this one to appreciate it. Available at 42ndStreetPete.net and also... uh, right down there in our show description. And most certainly thanks to you for pushing play on this edition of the show. We do so appreciate you uh, sharing your valuable time with us here. I have been your waiting for Godot or someone like him host, Mark Rowe saying, until our next cartoon. you